I know this isn't the first time you've heard a MyPillow commercial, so what are you waiting for? Not only does MyPillow stay cool all night long, but it also comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. And right now, you can get one free pillow when you buy one at regular price plus shipping. It's their best offer ever. Visit MyPillow.com, click on the buy one, get one free special, and use promo code FAITH. That's MyPillow.com, promo code FAITH. Now, enjoy today's episode of Your Story with Melinda. Well, from modeling to beauty pageants to nurse practitioner and pastor's wife to now worship leader and winner of the Gold Crown Award for Best Video in Nashville, Tennessee, my guest, Elizabeth Smith on Your Story with Melinda, is here with me to talk all about uh, being a child of God, serving God and not people, tips if you're a pastor's wife and how you should live that out, her thoughts on hope, not living in fear, knowing that your heavenly Father is always with you. We talk about the question about who are you? Who are you in Christ? And she encourages us as women to be strong and courageous. That's next on the show. Smith, thank you so much for being with me through Skype from, is it Byron, Ontario, near London? Is that right? I'm in London. Oh, you yes. are in London. Yes. Okay. And I love London because my family's there. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, you just got back from Nashville, Tennessee. It's funny, every time you say Nashville, you want to do like a cowboy twang. Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee. Why were you there and what great thing happened while you were there in Nashville? Um, I am a, an artist, a Christian music artist, and we performed a video, and that video was nominated as Music Video of the Year for the International Christian Video and Media Award Ceremony. Um, so we went with the producers who did that video. It's Unveil Studios. They did an amazing job, and um, we ended up winning the gold, the first prize and we're just astounded with that just so thankful amazing what was the uh, music video it's called heal me okay and it's a song that i wrote and it's really um what the producers helped me capture were three people's individual stories of different types of healing that they needed so that's oh, what it is wow that's amazing yeah, yeah. now when you got up to the stage or whatnot to receive the award. Was there a moment, Elizabeth, where you were like, wow, I cannot believe I'm here? And were you surprised or was it a moment like, yep, all the hard work I've done has led up to this? I think it's shock because yeah. when you branch out in something new, you just, I was at this award ceremony and there were other aspects going on previous and I was surrounded by these talented and yeah. amazing individuals. Some of them I've recognized in media and so you're kind of like, why am I here? Mm -hmm. And then to win something like that, I think you just feel very humbled and um, a realization that God can do anything, that he can make something out of nothing. And that was my biggest takeaway is, wow, God, look what you can do. Amazing. Now, you are a worship leader at your church in London. Yes. London yes. Gospel Temple. And yes. your husband is a pastor. Yes. Um, has music always been a love for you? Was that always something you wanted to do when you were young? 
So growing up, I had opportunity to sing all of my life. My dad pastored some small churches, and so he would always get me up there to sing a little song. And um, as I grew up, worship was just, it's who I am. It's, mm -hmm. it's my expression unto the Lord. So I always was involved in worship. And in terms of performing, that didn't kind of feel like that was part of my identity, but mm -hmm. um, the worship act aspect certainly was. And it wasn't until just a few years ago that songs of hope started flooding into my heart. And um, I started writing and then it's one thing led to the next and just this music um, production started to unfold and wow. really for me it's just it's it's my message so it's just another medium to express the message of hope that's in my heart mm -hmm. how do you balance it's always some a question I have when I'm sort of a congregation I like to say this Elizabeth I'm a congregational worship leader <laughs> I yes. stay in the congregation and I <laughs> sing really loudly and embarrass my husband but I just love to worship but I would I would never say I'd want to ever be up on stage how do you balance and sort of make a check in you on performance versus worship? Because there's always that struggle, right? Because you're up there, you're leading people. Um, you could easily go that way, the performance side, but it's the side of that you're a worship leader to lead people. How, how have you found for you as a worship leader to kind of check that and, 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 and make it the best that it's, it's sort of a pure leading versus the performance? I think that the practice part of it has to come in a lot before you ever get on stage. Mm. So you really refine your skills and whatever way you think that you need to grow. Um, but on the day that you're up on that stage, all eyes on the Lord. Yeah. Like you have to just be not concerned about how you're sounding in that moment or reading into what other people are doing too much. Um, mm -hmm. You want to be focused on the Lord and then really remembering the purpose is really to bring people into the presence because in the Lord's presence, people can be healed and touched mm -hmm. and broken hearts return to the Lord. It's amazing. So we, I, I focus on that part of it. That's good. So you're a pastor's wife and I know that there's a lot of listeners and viewers um, of my show that are in that role pastor's wife or even, you know, pastor's husbands and, you know, there's a whole bunch of that. Uh, what would you say highs and lows, um, challenges and amazing parts of being in ministry uh, with your husband and also the pastor's wife? Or maybe you can even, Elizabeth, share some tips on how you do it well. <laughs> I think the biggest tip I'd say is to remember that I am a child of God hmm. yeah. and that I am his servant and no matter what my husband's role is I want to serve the Lord with my own heart so I come as that servant's heart before him mm -hmm. and of course I want to support my husband and through prayer and just positivity mm -hmm. all of those good things but remember that I'm not just an add-on I'm I'm number one in the Lord's eyes yeah. and also to remember that we serve the Lord and not people. That Good was the, the biggest mm -hmm. thing I learned because you can get hurt. You can take offense when people choose to leave and move on for whatever their reasons are. And for me, when I love, it's forever. So mm -hmm. it'd be really hard for me to walk through just people journeying on to somewhere else. Then I had to just remember that I'm serving the Lord. Yeah. It doesn't really matter who the people are at that time. You know, Elizabeth, that's a good 
tip and takeaways for anybody because I think you said a couple things. I'm a child of God, so I'm not defined by, you know, if my husband's a pastor or whatever that is. Like I myself, child of God, beloved by God, a daughter of God. So he sees me as me. And yes, I'm in partnership, you know, with my husband, my my yeah. wife and spouse, but you, your identity is not in them. They cannot. Everybody says, "Oh, they complete me," and I'll, you know, I, you know, you listen to the whole Tom Cruise movie. But it's like, no, actually, yeah. especially for women, you need to find that identity and place in God as you, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that's really great. And the second part, I, I was actually going to ask you this, and so you've answered it already. But you serve the Lord and not people, because too many times that's where all the frustration, heartbreak, heartache, angst disappointment comes from is because people let you down and if you and if you completely put all of your eggs in one basket with people you will always be let down always hurt and completely like crushed in your spirit about who you are right yes so how do you as a woman focus on that and do that well because that's hard because there's people there's a ton of people that are people pleasers um, in a role, especially as a pastor's wife or ministry, it's always about people. So you're always trying to make sure that everybody's, you know, okay. But how do you practically focus in that it's about the Lord and not people? Because I think that's a struggle that a lot of us have. I think it comes from our personal walk with the Lord and walking mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit, listening for his still small voice, knowing what to put your energy in. I have my so many different hats that I wear in a week it's unbelievable um, most people would look at my life and say that's way too busy yeah but it isn't when the Lord leads me and I know what to do when and where to put my energy into so I think that's the the biggest piece is, is knowing from the Lord you know what you're to say to which person and when and not to feel pressured by people to do too many things um, or, or go by their agenda like I really want to follow the Lord's agenda and I think the next the other piece to that is also just to have a forgiving heart mm, because we're going to be hurt and I have the choice whether to hold on to that hurt or to let go of it and that can be the hardest part yeah that's is, good. is knowing how to let go of that but mm. it really frees me and allows me to love the next person as deeply and intimately as I would have if I had I not been hurt before Mm, that's so good because I've you know in all the shows I've done and I've talked to different people you know unforgiveness or hurt just keeps you captive and imprisoned right like it it really does and and it's funny it's because people are like well but you know I'm gonna hold on to that grudge and not forgive them because they deserve it it's like well actually they're carrying on with their lives and now you're stuck sitting at home depressed and not wanting to do anything because you're angry but actually if you look at your life you're the one who's imprisoned so I really love that that's really good advice now you're you're a pastor's kid now you're a pastor's wife a worship leader when we look at your story as a young girl was this always sort of the area in which you thought that you would go into or was there some other path that you thought you were going to take as a young girl and then through your life? And then, second part of the question is, when did Jesus in this journey of yours really become real? Because sometimes with a pastor's kid, it can be like, because it's my dad and, you know, sort of transferred over. But when did that become real? So let's hear a little bit about your own story. So I accepted the Lord very young, age four. 
but there was some brokenness that happened after that in my family. So that was a, a challenge, mm -hmm. but I always felt the Lord with me. And um, early in my teen years, someone, I was working in the mall and someone put my name in this pageant. And yeah. so I went into this pageant, I ended up winning the pageant. And oh, it, wow. it led to, so I was Miss Teen Sarnia, I went to Miss Teen Canada and then I really enjoyed the public speaking and um, the doors that it opened for me. And then I went into Miss Sarnia and I won that and I went into Miss Canada and Miss World Canada and Model Search of the Year. So it kind of yeah. became in my younger years, this whole identity um, was in modeling. Mm -hmm. And it, there were a lot of positive aspects of that for me. It really the things that I learned, I can only look back now with my music career and see how God is using those skills that I really honed back then now. Mm -hmm. But there came to a point where I, it was the fork in the road. And I was sitting at this modeling agency in Toronto and this future was about to unfold. And I really felt the Lord speak to me and ask me, is this who you are? Oh, and it's wow. a good question. I, and I felt in that moment, I don't, that wasn't the road for me. I really felt, I really want to help people. And that's not to say that other people in that industry don't help people. I know that was my own personal choice and how maybe I would have, where I would have been taken. So mm -hmm. um, I felt to close that door. So I closed the door of the modeling and that it was done. And I went into nursing and I really loved it. I love mm -hmm helping people. I did bedside nursing and then the Lord opened the next door and that was for, I did my master's degree and I, a nurse practitioner degree. So now I'm in primary care. I do um, a lot of my role overlaps that which a family physician would do. So it's this neat um, wow. occupation where yeah. I get to really help people and um, from cradle to grave, I do everything. And in that, in my master's degree, what I studied was hope, this concept of hope. Mm. And now as my music has unfolded, that's what my music is about, is about hope. So I can see how the Lord has been preparing me all of my life for, for this. And those years in modeling have really helped me with um, television and just the production and being on stage, those kind of things where it, it is, those are things you have to learn along yeah. the way. And then the studying the concept of hope in this master's degree is really impacted uh, my lyrics and just my beliefs and my compassion for people. And it's just solidified that young desire that I really want to help people. Mm -hmm. And this is now that next way to do that. That's good. How did you meet your husband? We met at church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was moved to London for university and okay. there we met. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Now, you know, you said a lot in your journey, like you had this sense that, you know, God was with you, you heard God. And there's always a question with people that I meet, Elizabeth, on the spiritual spectrum, right? That have, are questioning faith in Jesus, have really jumped all in to follow Jesus, who've been following Jesus for a long time and have become dispassionate and all that. And one of the biggest questions for them is, you know, you know, I've kind of lost or I don't know or understand this this very relational connection with him. Like when you say like you hear him, you talk to him, you get a sense not to continue modeling. Like really? 
Um, is that is that really him, or is it just because you know I ate something really bad, you know, at lunch? Like, how do you discern that it is the spirit of God leading? Because that's a big question for everybody. You know, they second guess, they don't know. What would you say personally for you and your experience that you know, or that you've you've come to to say, no, I really sensed, you know, that was God. Well, I know there's a verse in the Bible that says the let the peace of God. Hmm. Um, I'm forgetting the wording right now, but um, th- that we should be led by let peace. peace. And, yeah. I, and it is such an abstract thing. It's really hard to vocalize it. But for me, I think that it's part of your faith. And it's something that happens. It doesn't happen quickly. That's something that has to happen over a long period of time. And the Lord has given us so many. So you have that sense. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have to back that up with the Word of God. So if I had a sense of something that really goes against what the Bible says, there's a red flag to me that that's probably not God speaking to me. Right. Um, as well, you have mentors in your life, mm-hmm. people who are spiritual advisors, and they kind of um, walk you through things. So if they felt something different than what I was feeling, I think that that would be a red flag mm-hmm. too. So over time, you just get a sense. And I think God gives you little things in your heart, things that you feel, and then you build on that. And that's yeah. your journey of faith. I like that. You, you've mentioned peace. You mentioned mentors. Mentors is a big thing for me. Like a lot of my own life, um, I'm so thankful for mentors, people who believed in me, people who backed me, and women and men, right? Like mentors that were women who really kind of talked to heart stuff and emotional things, and then mentors who were men who were more in my business, Um, or more in my career and kind of mentored me. How have you found good mentors? That's another big question. I have a lot of young women come to me and say, will you mentor me? And, you know, it's time and I, you know, and the importance of mentorship, it keeps coming up now. Everybody's talking about mentorship or apprenticeship. Um, How have you found your mentors? And, you know, kind of what tips would you say in that kind of relationship that it's important for people to have mentors to help them in their journey? I think you look at the fruit that is in someone's life Mm -hmm. and the values that they have and that's, and you feel a connection and you want someone who really believes in you. So Mm -hmm. I want someone speaking into my life who's has a positive look and who isn't just going to listen to (laughs) a problem that I have and just rehash that over. I really want someone to pull the positive out of it and lead me back to Christ. So I think I've gravitated towards people who have that positive outlook and they're rooted in their Bible and, again, the fruit that are similar to my own. Mm -hmm. Those are good tips because I think when you're identifying somebody, you know, people are always like so overwhelmed, like how do I even start it? Who do I find? But I think that's a good question um, to say, okay, you know, what are the fruits of their life? Um, you know, is it like a connection? Will they be strong with me and not pander to like, oh yeah, you're good, you're good. Because yes. it's the same as me. Like I want somebody who's like, no, mm-hmm. let me let me challenge you with this. Let me challenge right. you back. Because it's not going to do me as a woman any good in media and ministry and what I'm doing if I just get people pander. Like I, I don't need that. There's, there's a lot of those kinds of people out there already. But I need somebody who's really strong and direct. But it also is a trust thing. Like I don't, I would yes. never have somebody do that if I didn't have a trust, um, you know, with them that they could speak into my life like that, right? 
Yes. So I think that's really good. And I think that is so important in all of our lives as women who follow Jesus for these things. Um, one of the things, Elizabeth, because it's, it's interesting when you talked about um, that sense of modeling, because I was going to, I was in fashion school. I love fashion. And I was, I had graduated sort of this one year uh, term. And all of my professors and teachers said, you need to go into fashion. I was making my own clothes. I was doing, um, you know, doing sort of like the windows at the, at the Eaton Center down in Toronto. I was working with some really great people. And they're like, you've got the gift. And my whole life was sort of like, that was what I was going to do. And the same thing. It's interesting you say that. I was sort of at this precipice of standing there and going, it says to go into fashion. And yet deep in me, I knew. I knew it wasn't the yeah. thing. And I ended up going to Bible college. And the rest is history, right? But I mean, it was, it's interesting how, you know, there's these choices in life that you can make. And I mean, if I had gone to fashion school, it, it could have worked and, and, you know, it could have happened. But I now just look back and go, the, the route I took led me to what I'm doing now, which is what I love. So it's really yeah. interesting about choices. What would you say about just making those choices? Like, for you, you know, how have you been courageous in choices? How have you really said no? Because you said you're busy and you said a lot of people would say maybe you're too busy and you have a lot going on. But how do you, as a Christian woman, make those kinds of life choices um, with sort of that focus on, you know, what and where God is leading? I think it comes back to really knowing God's voice yeah, and being sure that you are hearing his voice um, and not following somebody else's cookie cutter pattern yeah. of how to get somewhere because God could have told me to go into modeling and make that my career. And if that was his will for me, it would have worked well. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that you have to, and again, trust these people around you yeah. um, in terms of taking on things, the, le- the, the, the newest thing I would say I'd learned, I've learned is not to let fear hold mm-hmm. you back from anything, Good. not to compare yourself. And I know that that's something I've seen a lot in some strong um, Christian women teaching late, uh, lately is to be courageous and not let fear hold you back. And that I had to live out because truly, you know, recording music is something newer in my life. And when I feel um, really accomplished in my career, it almost made me feel afraid to step mm. out in something different yeah. because I know what it feels like to feel really accomplished. And so, you know, you're kind of like, wow, I don't, I don't want people to think anything like I'm weird mm. or I'm yeah. not good enough or all of these things, these negative thoughts mm. that, that can surround you. But really we need to step out in faith when we have that sense that it's God leading us and it takes all that pressure off. Um, another thing that kind of guides my life is that I am really, really sure that the Heavenly Father, my Heavenly Father, who's created this earth, is looking out for me. Mm. And that even when I take a step in the wrong direction, I really have absolute confidence that He will lead me back. So that makes taking new steps easier because I can step out and if I feel like, okay, maybe this wasn't just right, yeah. then back I go. Yeah. And that, it makes everything that's solid. Great. Elizabeth, that's great. It takes the pressure off. Yes. You know, I find, you know, as 
I've been around, you know, a lot of ministry and different things and have met, you know, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of women. And you're right. There's so much about fear that keeps women and men, but back from living, you know, like, and I said, what's the worst that could happen if you made this decision? Like, maybe you don't hear from God and you just make it. What's the worst that could happen? Well, I fail. Okay. So you fail. And then guess what happens? You get back up and you try something else. Um, and I think that I want to encourage women and men to just feel that release, right? Like if God is with you, you said the Heavenly Father is with you. He'll lead you back. The Holy Spirit who is in you, who will do greater things than Jesus, as they say in the Bible. Like that's crazy, amazing, right? Yeah. And I live in that. And I tell people, seriously, what's the worst that can happen? So my whole life I've, you know, I've lived like that. And it's, it is freeing. There are moments where my own humanity and self comes in and my control issues, perfectionist issues, all that. But when I'm really open and let God do it, what an adventure. Like, yeah. it really has been amazing. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yes. I can't really lose in that way. You know, I can be offended yeah. and hurt, but, you know, it's such freedom in that. What is your uh, next steps for music and your future? What are you, are there plans for some more videos, CD? What, what does that look like for you? I have a full album that's on iTunes, okay. and that was just released. Um, it's called Hope. Okay. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify. Um, the video, obviously, is released. Mm-hmm. I think I'm working on a second album already. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, we've done a couple concerts, and I think it's just getting it out there. And mm-hmm. I think with anything that you do in terms of media, it's like, finding more of an audience and for me I feel like the pressure's less because I have all these other aspects of my life that are very complete yeah. but this is my message and so my my hope and my prayer is to get my music out there that mm-hmm. these messages w- would go forth and that the Lord would continue opening doors. And what's the strongest message you want people to take away when they hear your music? What do you want I, if I you know listen to your song what do you want me to come away with from your music? I think the biggest message is that nothing in this world can take away our hope. Mm. And, you know, through much research, we know that you can live three days without uh, food or water. I'm forgetting the, the mm. stats right now. Anyway, you can't even live a second without hope. It, it is the mm. most pivotal thing. So just to remember that we can have lots of different circumstances, but we choose to hope and look beyond them and trust in the Lord and that he is advocating for us. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, my, one of my best friends, Elizabeth always says, says to me, and when I've been going through a lot of difficult times in my life and challenges, she always says, Melinda, today is not your forever. And I, and I love that because, I mean, circumstances could stay the same, but your mindset and your hope in God can change the way you see things. And it could be the same circumstances, like the dead-end job, the pain of a divorce, um, the ailing elderly parent that you have to take care of. So the circumstances could change, but you're right. When you have hope yeah. um, and the hope that comes from God – it will, it will change your outlook on the way you live and how you see people. And what a great message. I'm really excited for you. I love hearing how women, you know, have their life and career and then, you know, 
all of a sudden something else new happens. Like, you know, it's you're always recreating. You're always trying something new and doing something, being courageous and stepping out. I'm really encouraged by you. I love that because life is always like that. There's a lot of opportunities and most of the time you just got to step out with courage. And I love this with hope. You mentioned peace, knowing you're a child of God, um, serving the Lord and not people, knowing your heavenly father has you. Uh, great stuff, and um, I'm really excited to see where God is going to lead and guide you in your next steps, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So thanks again. How can we get in touch with you um, as far as a website or contact if people want to know more about you? So it's elizabethsmithmusic.com. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you so much for uh, being on the show, and I would definitely make sure that I get your music and have a listen. Thank you so much. Thanks. So what did you think of our story this week? Let me know in the comments below or by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find all our past episodes online at faithstrongtoday.com slash your story. 